Spags, the people loved watching you fuck up becoming a best ball streamer on Friday. Is there more of that in store for them today? We're going to find out together on this very stream because we're going back to Best Ball Mania 3 to do another Best Ball Draft. I'm going to try to produce it on my end. We'll see if it works out. We also got to talk about some other things. And I have a surprise for Pete as well that we're going to hit throughout this show. So let's get that intro and get right to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. And once again, I'm Chris Spaggs, joined by your friend and mine, Pete Overzet. Pete, how are you doing? How was the weekend? I'm doing good. The chat, I've never seen the chat this frothy for a Splash Play episode. FF Child's here only to see if you can figure out how to size a browser window. Yeah, Josh wants Lion Stacks. Silas wants Seattle Stacks. Aaron here for the ultimate browser sweat. You you really have the people uh, just lining up, curious to see how today's going to unfold. Yeah, if I knew that I just had to be incompetent on streams in a more visible way than just the normal verbal way we do on this show, I would have done it months ago. But we are going to look, we're going to see firsthand. Uh, Pete and I texted a little bit about it. Didn't seem like I was doing anything wrong. So we'll find out. People asking about the Drew Locke bounty. Uh, so Pete, I do have a surprise for you today and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil it. It is Drew Locke related. I don't know if I should deploy it now because I don't know if there's a chance that we'll even get to it during the course of the show. I literally have no idea what you're talking about. So you, you need to make, make this decision. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to be brave. I'm going to tease it out. Let's get some plugs out of the way. First of all, make sure you are subscribed to Pete's channel as well as the Splash Play channel. We're putting out content on both Pete as well. Do the Deposit Kingdom channel. So make sure you're subscribed to all three of those here. You want to see all the stuff that Pete and I are doing uh, collectively or individually. And also make sure to go follow at Splash Play Pod as well. We're putting out all the details about new episodes, clips coming out on TikTok and Instagram reels on Twitter after the episodes as well. So go follow at splash play pod we also follow you back on all there because we care about you guys and want you guys to know that and also make sure you check out footballoutsiders.com as well lots of great stuff going on obviously data not going to be as big of a thing to purchase right now but the articles are still coming strong lots of great takes i talked last week about our guy scott spratt before we went on this honeymoon put out some projection analysis based on veterans and how the they're going to be getting worse this year based on the rookies coming in the rookies who are in the best spots there's lots of great content on there to supplement everything else you're doing right now if you are playing best ball like us on underdog or elsewhere so go to footballoutsiders.com right now and check that out. Uh, Pete, before we get into the draft, any NFL news you want to hit on? Because I saw the Fantasy Life newsletter. You're doing the evergreen football content approach, talking about free agent receivers. But any news you want to bring to people before we dive into another 18 rounds here? I haven't seen uh, a lot of uh, pressing news. I mean, there was what was there was some talk that Kenneth Walker might have a third down role. So Rashad Penny's ADP started dipping. I believe Sky Moore has a slight injury. The Bears front office is high on uh, Velas Jones. I mean, we're we're in the lull before the storm here. Nothing nothing too actionable right now. But yeah, we were breaking down you know those last three big wide receiver dominoes with Fuller, Landry, and Julio. I think. All of them are still pretty interesting, um, and there's some teams that that clearly need help, like the Ravens, like the Packers. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think it's they're interesting for best ball right now because you are getting a discount on them. Who's the the least dusty of the three, Pete? Because they are older. At least a couple of them are much older. Will Fuller not as old, but if you had to grade them, which one is the most dusty? 
Yeah, I mean, both for on the field and most fantasy relevant to me would be Fuller. Uh, obviously, he's had he had some off the field issues where he took some time away at the beginning of his time with the Dolphins. He's also struggled with injuries previously, but we know when he is on the field, he's he's electric. So you know, some of those fits with the Browns or the Ravens, um, I think, make a ton of sense. And then after that, I would say probably Landry, just because I think he's. There's not really concerns about, you know what you're going to get from Jarvis Landry at this point. Um, Julio, I'm not convinced um, that he has much left in the tank. And just kind of his size and style of play, 6'3", 220, like he was always, you know, such a, a big burner. Uh, that just doesn't tend to age as gracefully as some of the other, you know, more slot receiver types like a Jarvis Landry. So he's the one I'm least excited about. But, um, you know, if, if Julio Jones signed with the Packers or something like, we would have to get excited about that for fantasy. Yeah, I thought you're taking the fantasy life newsletter about Jarvis Landry, maybe being an ideal slot guy for the bears and what they're trying to do. RPO wise this Landry can get a few carries here and there as we saw him get some rushing touchdowns last year. Also saw him do a lot of good work out of the slot pretty much everywhere he's been in his career. Um, so I think for me, I would actually put in the least dusty just because I have some questions about Will Fuller and where his motivation is. I know he came off the severely broken finger or whatever that uh, had to be reconstructed and all of that. And also some mental health stuff. So never going to knock that too much. The most dusty to me though, I think is Julio by a wide margin. Like I feel like, we're heading to the, and I'm sorry if our guy Josh Frick is in the chat, of course, been standing Julio as hard as anybody out there. But I feel like we could see Julio have those the last few years of Demarius Thomas kind of years where, you know, I know it's tough to compare it to somebody who uh, we've lost, unfortunately. But I feel like that's just, you know, big body guy, Pete, who can get get you maybe a catch here and there that's high, up, you know, high upside, high, um, high difficulty level, but still a guy that I don't think you want to feed five to 10 targets to at this point of his career. So I feel like I'd go Julio as the last place guy as well. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll leave, uh, you know, Mike Leone to get really excited about Julio Jones, wherever he lands. All right. So let's Pete, is it time to pull up the screen share now? I, I have to point out. So actually here's a question I have for you. How many best ball media drafts did you do this weekend? Um, I only did, I did one. I did one on the Stairmaster on Saturday and that's it. You want to uh, you want to guess an over under and how many I did knowing that I did tweet out three screenshots on Saturday. Uh, Sunday was Mother's Day, of course. So I had maybe a little more baby duty than usual. Pete, how many drafts do you think I hit? Man, yeah. Um, it seems like you really blasted off. I mean, there there is like a cap to how many you could feasibly get done. I will say you did nine best ball drafts over the weekend. So you, in fact, are too short. I put up 11 drafts since wow. our show on Friday, a lot of which coming Sunday morning. Um, I feel pretty good about it. I have to say, I give the full credit to our guy, Jericho, who's one of the big winners on FFPC last year, wrote a great article on Rotoviz that he shared with me about his strategy to find a contrarian build that also gives you similar projected upside. So I was following Jericho hardcore on Sunday, Pete, tailing him to steal the strategy willy-nilly on Rotoviz. And I felt like I really, I wouldn't say, you know, I'm not going to be a winner for sure in best ball mania, Pete. Like I felt like I was going to be for NBA best ball, but I'm 150 max and I'm doing good structures. And I feel like at some point that's got to come together to pay dividends for old specs. There you go. Uh, I'm excited to see you, you diving in. You're really maturing as a best ball thought leader. I mean, last year, your strategy was just buying all the undervalued vets one and a half rounds ahead of their ADP. Uh, and this year, you're really starting to take game theory and player selection uh, into your tool belt, aside from the whole Drew Locke fiasco. The Drew Lock fiasco only going to get stronger by the week. People tweeting me Drew Lock headlines all the time now. Whenever Pete Carroll puts out a positive quote about Drew Lock, we're going to find me talking about it. But I'm going to try to share my screen here, Pete. 
how do we feel about the sizing right now? <laughs> Make it bigger. Okay, so I pulled it out into its own thing. Has it bigger now? No, it's the same. <laughs> Why is it? So, like, if I detach it from Chrome, <laughs> this is what the moment people have been waiting for, Pete. Did, does it not look any bigger? <laughs> no. Chris, do you see the two inches of screen real estate up top and the two inches of screen real estate down below? See, but, like, okay, so there's the sharing this tab to StreamYard thing that takes up some space as well. You know, think about that. Spags, let me show you. Do you notice a difference between what that looks like and what mm -hmm. this looks like? You you notice the difference, right? That I see you. I see where you're going with this. it. Yes. To be clear, that versus this. I want you to make this look like that. Okay. So what? All right. Let me stop sharing. Now I'm going to try sharing again. <laughs> this one. Oh, Pete's face. Pete also got a bunch of photos of me today, too, for our thumbnails. So Pete's really thriving yeah. in my genius. For every, for, you want to know, uh, this is, this is how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> for every, for every second that Spags takes not getting this browser right, I'm going to release one of his thumbnail headshots. Oh, but I'm, hold on. I'm sharing my screen. I'm sharing. You're you're overwhelming my shared screen now. Okay, let's see. Share screen. All right, so I've got it in a smaller window now, Pete. And we're going to see if we can make this bigger. All right, so here we go. Here's the screen size it's at now. Oh, boy. There's, there's a lot of pressure on this one, I got to say. Spags. Right. Is it okay. getting bigger? Yeah, it's starting to. Now, Spags, I want you to think about there's, there's basically three different ways you can drag a window, right? You can drag it um, vertically. You can drag it horizontally and you can drag it diagonally. I want you to try all three of those. Okay, I'm dragging it. Here's a little more horizontal. Here's a little more horizontal. That's about as horizontal as it's gonna get. What it like oh, how is this how is this a thing? Like I'm as confused as you are. Like I, you know that like that of Euphoria clip. That's I know you're not as big on TikTok as I am. Of course, you're not watching all the Euphoria clips. But like the you're confused, I'm confused. Like that's what I am with this because I don't get what I'm doing wrong. This is now the maximum size. I started in a little small box, shared the screen, then thought I could make it bigger, and no, it's still the same fucking size. Mamma mia! Send me your password. This is unacceptable. <laughs> Pete, my password again. Uh, of course, they'll mock me for it too. Uh, actually, I think I still have it. Yes. Uh, this is oh. all right. There you go. You got yeah, it. I found you it. Your I text found again. it. I found it. <laughs> the good. So the bad news now is I also will not be able to play the clip. Maybe I could still play it. I could still share that screen. I guess at that point, you can still share your screen. Okay. I, I have a clip. I have a clip ready to go. Should a moment in the draft occur in a way that makes sense. And I had our, our production coordinator, Ross, put it together. He lovingly put it together, uh, the clip that I needed. So we got, we got lots of great stuff here, Pete, if we can figure out how to do this. Well, you could have talked to me ahead of time and had it uploaded to StreamYard, but I can't trust you. I don't want to spoil anything it for you. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I would have not. Issue. All right. All right. It's, it's the surprise that matters. Yes, exactly. And you can see my balance has gone up because I did, in fact, deposit $300 on Underdog this weekend and played through a good amount of it. I'm going to I'm going to send you $25 after this stream uh, to cover uh, both my my Friday draft and your Monday. Draft. I did the math. It's OK. I can manage this one. I've honestly been you did the math. What math? <laughs>
Well, because I'm not playing enough NBA DFS. I talked about the newborn timing is kind of taking away that 5 to 7 p.m. window on the East Coast you really need for NBA. Uh, so, yeah, like I, I can just put my budget towards the show and, and towards my best ball mania career, is, which is, I think, the most important part. All right. Paul wants me to release the exposures. Let's see what Spags has been up to over the weekend. Drew Locke. Okay, the good news is that you've gotten it down to 25%, down from 40%, I believe. The bad news is he is still your most drafted quarterback along with Stafford and Carr, but this is growth. This is growth here. I have a type at QB, I think. Just statuesque, <laughs> like 6'5 QBs. That's that's my vibe. Spags, I don't know if you heard, but the Jets did draft Brees Hall. Did you catch that well, news? or? Well, because he's Michael Carter, the lower ADP guy. People were sleeping on him. Get the lower ADP guy. Okay, just making sure you did get yeah. catch that news. Look at okay. Tyler Al Algier. Al Algier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, very impressive here. Naheem Hines, 43%. I can't even make fun of that because I love Naheem Hines. Um, mm -hmm. wide receiver. All right, you're still on the Jets train here. Wow, you've ended up you've ended up with Cooper Cup in a 30-year drafts. What is that from like the the three and four hole primarily? Is that where you've been getting all the drafts? Yeah, sometimes a three hole. I'm usually not taking Cooper Cup if I get the one on one. I'm usually taking Jonathan Taylor there just because I don't get enough cracks at him. Uh, but yeah, Cooper Cup, I feel like sometimes he's been popping up in the five spot or six spots in some drafts I've did this weekend. Um, we will hop back over the board. Looks like we have the 10 spot in the draft, but let's check okay. out the uh the tight end situation here. So yeah, we, we still have the drew lock effect. Um, just pissing all over this entire exposure page. We have Noah Fant here, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett here. You just, you can't quit it. I mean, people look the FF child saying wide receiver exposures are nice. Thank you. Getting contrarian. Got some trailing Burks there. Uh, no, no DS Gridge. He did not make the cut. For me I mean, all. are you even a drew lock bro? If you're not sprinkling in some DS Gridge. I mean, Drew Locke has shown time and time again he's going to key in on one or two guys, and that's going to be DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I think we all know that. So, Spags, when you see me in your account having the screen just beautifully, gorgeously flush to the edges, are you just in awe, in wonder, like how we have progressed as a civilization with technology to this extent? It's honestly like going from standard def TV to high def TV is like yours is just popping more. It's got a lot more real estate. I, I admit, I don't get what's going on. I thought maybe I'd solved it. Peach changing sizes in front of us, really rubbing it, rubbing it right in my face, disappearing screen. Hey everyone. Uh, welcome to our draft today. My name's Chris Spaggs. Really excited to show you how we think through our process drafting a best ball team. See, the sad part is I've really been thinking like, oh, we have a, so there's 122 days before the season starts. So like theoretically I could do a best ball draft every day. Like if I wanted to do a parallel stream and just put my draft somewhere, like I could do that. And, um, this production snafu Pete is really going to be limiting me. I think. Yeah. I am not bullish on your career as a best ball streamer. Oh, but StreamYard no quite possibly the most out of the box, easy to use intuitive turnkey streaming solution of all time and it still befuddles specs i look i have to say i don't get what i'm doing wrong i'll go back to the Streamyard lab but also it's worth pointing out i'm not on peach Streamyard account could be an account holder thing i think we take travis kelsey here by the way okay you you had me uh the second you didn't say one of these running backs
So I will say the Draco strategy that I've been deploying, and again, full credit to him, a big winner who's been a part of Pete's Deposit Kingdom for a while, also doing some more work with Rotovis, some of the ship chasing stuff as well. Um, he did post an article talking about his preferred breakdown. And Pete, I'm curious your thoughts on it because you did do that short form you know, construction video for your Deposit Kingdom channel. Um, he was saying basically no running backs first five rounds, take one wide receiver or excuse me, all wide receivers and one tight end those first five rounds. And then he had some other stuff about running backs and quarterbacks we could talk going on. But how do you feel about the construction just hearing it off the top of my head because I'm, I'm assuming you didn't get a chance to read the article yet and obviously Drico I think uh you know guy who cares a lot about construction in a way that appeals to me as a, a newer you know maxer and best baller let's uh let's make this pick and then uh I did read the article okay. I thought it was very good and uh yeah who do you want to do here Debo this is the exact start I had this morning <laughs> did you see my stream this morning <laughs> Kelsey I was going to watch start. the stream too, but work got, got work got away from me a little bit. Um, and uh, I guess it would have been good to know. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, don't dupe me, bro. We're, we're really literally duping my start from this morning. Um, yeah. So my big takeaway from the Drico article was that in his overall thesis was there is value in having unique constructions and unique players when you get to the final rounds of this tournament, because what happens is there's this, Natural selection biased among the teams, like we can look back to last year, ton of Cooper Cup teams, ton of Mark Andrews teams, ton of Debo Samuel teams, ton of Jonathan Taylor teams, right? It makes sense that the teams that move on all share this same basket of players. So we don't want to end up in week 17 and necessarily have not only the same players, but the same constructions as our opponents. We want to look for ways where we can have enough firepower to get there, but to be unique. And so... Obviously, zero RB being the most underutilized construction across these tournaments gives you a, a natural diversification there. And then he was taking it a step further, um, looking at what are ways you can further diversify constructions. And a lot of that has to do with only having two players at the onesie positions, QB and tight ends. How do you get two players or justify two players from the onesie positions? It's often using an early pick to get an elite tight end and elite quarterback. So I like that idea of stacking some of these dominant strategies. And then as you go down the funnel, you're naturally getting a more unique construction than the field will likely have. So how do you, and I, you've been doing this longer, like Pete's been doing best ball streams and sort of, you know, got me on board as I saw ship chasing rise to the stars, a splash play. We were here doing silly voices, just languishing for the most part, but I've been watching you for a while. And I know you, you talk to a lot of people who are high stakes guys. Like, how do you parse out, you know, like Drico, a guy who's won six figures doing this Liam, a guy who I think was drafting mostly based on contrarian nature. And then a guy like Hayden, who's pushing like the superhero running backs on underdog today. I think, um, he put out his, his exposures overall or his, um, his rankings rather for the best ball drafts you can upload yourself an underdog like how do you take those into account like are you drafting some superhero running backs are you drafting some like different constructions like how do you approach that overall yeah and this is i was talking about this a lot this morning and like the big theme for me is when people hear strategies it's so much easier to um execute those strategies by the most rigid sense right like when people hear anchor rb they say i take my running back in round one and then i wait but it's not that easy. And I talked about this in my video where it's like, well, the people who took their anchor running back in round two had even higher win rates last year because the round two running backs dominated. So it's how can we think about these strategies that we know work? Zero RB, anchor RB, and hyper fragile. We've seen it over a large enough sample that these can be dominant strategies. But how can we bend them both to 
what our opponents are doing and based on, you know, how specific ADP is shaking out for this year. So like in my draft this morning, like I said, I had this exact same start, Kelsey and Debo. And then Saquon was available to me here. And then uh, Brees Hall was available. And I decided to go with kind of a modified hyperfragile. I ended up grabbing ETN. And so I, instead of like most people hear hyperfragile and they're like, all right, you start three running backs and then you just go all the other positions. Well, it's like, yes, I'm doing that, but I'm getting them at a slightly cheaper cost. Does that mean that their chances of hitting and delivering on their bell cow status, having that legendary season are less? Totally. But it allows me to still fall into a structure that's proven successful while taking on even more risk slash upside in kind of kicking that down the road a little bit. So yeah, my TLDR is just like, think about these structures, but then be willing to bend them in a way that suits you. You don't want to be reaching 15 picks ahead of ADP just to like accomplish your structural goals. Okay. And it seems like we're teeing up pretty well here for a nice little DK Metcalf potentially. I will not let you take deep DK Metcalf. We have to take DK Metcalf. He's right there. You seriously, want, you seriously want another DK Metcalf on your account? Oh yeah, I do, Pete. Is, is this is this for a clip? <laughs> no, this better be set. Is this setting up a bit? Um. Well, let's see. How much time do we have before the next pick? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do it just okay, because here, I want to see what you're doing. All right, let's see here if we can do this in a timely fashion. Oh, uh, Pete, stop me if. Actually, no, let's, let's make our next pick before we roll the clip. I, I am so terrified <laughs> to see what you're about to show on my YouTube channel. I think you're going to be really excited. <laughs> yes, I'm going to be getting you barred permanently from YouTube. That's the goal. What Spags, I saw too, because you were posting some of your zero RB screenshots. Uh, it was, uh, you know, people are, are shook that you've become a zero RB, bro. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Nolan Kelly, one of the heads of content over at Osmo, did not like that. Was going RB heavy, which threw me for a loop. Uh, Michael Pittman would be my choice. I could also go Brown or, or Godwin if you feel I do not way. think I've had a Pittman share yet in BBM3. I'll do that. You know, one thing that I was thinking through this morning, and this is the case for me right now of not going with um, Kelsey early, is this price on George Kittle is absurd to me. Being able to get George Kittle at pick 40, and I, I don't think it makes sense in our construction to take him there when we have Kelsey. Um, but man, uh, it almost makes me want to chill out on my Travis Kelsey stuff for now until this Kittle ADP changes in a meaningful way. Because I do think, you know, being able to accomplish this structure, you know, with an elite tight end at pick 40 is, is really valuable. Yeah, Trey Lance also falls, and one of the things with Dricko's article too, again, and I'm just trying to take some of these approaches like Pete's talking about and, and really drill them into my own head so I kind of make them muscle memory for myself. You can get Debo, you can get Kittle, you can get Trey Lance, all at reasonable ADPs that are in line with where Dricko recommended. So I think for QBs, he said taking your first QB after round six, a second QB after round eight, and you can get Trey Lance there, pair him up with those two guys, get Brandon Ayuk if you want, and you can get Danny Gray for nothing at the end of the draft as well. Um, there's a lot of Niner sacks, I think, that work pretty well, Pete. Yeah. And like all, all jokes aside, I definitely have a Kittle fetish, but the thing that I'm thinking through in BBM three, right. Is we know how valuable getting separation at the onesie positions is right. The general QB scoring, think about week 17 in the playoffs. And a lot of the quarterbacks are going to score within the same band of points, but who are the quarterbacks that have a chance to put up 35 to 40 points. And that's why they're so valuable at separating the same thing. And even more so happens at tight end. We know Kittle 
has the potential to put up 40 point weeks. There's what three, four tight ends in the entire league who can say the same thing. And so to me, Kittle is a play of, I want guys in my portfolio that come week 17 can put up such a monstrous score that the rest of the field is just completely dusted because they can't keep up. Like you see it, it's different at running back and wide receiver where it's easier to make up points. Like I can go up against a team with two bell cow running backs that score 25. But if I have a bunch of wide receivers, my depth can kind of catch up with them with a couple spike weeks, but it's not the same at tight end. It's like a one V one against your opponents. And if they're filling in the traditional 10 to 12 points at tight end, and you're nailing the moonshot tight end score at the most valuable weeks, it just separates you in such a big way. So that's a lot of what informs why I really want these elite tight ends, not even from a regular season standpoint, but just knowing, can I get that spike week at the right time? No, I think that makes a lot of sense. And the Niners certainly in a competitive division where you could see them playing those games late on. It's hard to imagine them running away with it, especially with a second year QB potentially at starter. And um, interesting question from Paul in the chat. Do you think Waller is mispriced? Um, I don't know that he's mispriced. I think he's got a lot of touchdown variants this year, Pete, with having Devontae Adams in the mix. Like the attention that's going to go his way theoretically should free Waller up a little bit more where he clearly, I don't think ever fully gravitated week to week as being that top option guy who can get 10 targets and, and make the most of them. So I feel like Waller, I don't know that he's underpriced. If anything, I feel like he's a little bit overpriced because I think he's a cut behind Pitts and, and Kittle by, you know, I would say honestly a decent margin behind those guys. I do... I do prefer Pitts and Kittle to Waller, but I also agree that he's mispriced just based on the same philosophy that I just said. We know Waller can pop off for these monster games. There's reasons to be concerned over the whole season, you know, with Devontae Adams eating into his target share, but does he have the profile and the potential to put up a monster score in a way that other tight ends can't? Yes, I think so. Um, and I think just structurally, both Kittle and Waller provide such an edge getting these guys in the late fourth. I mean, Waller and Kittle were going at the two, three turn all last year in best ball mania. Um, I'd say yes, more stuff has changed for Waller than for Kittle. Um, but I still like those picks a lot. Who are you interested in here? Uh, I don't mind taking the Chris Godwin flyer here. I feel like Godwin or McLaurin, whichever I, one of the two. I know you're I know you're a radical zero RB drafter, but I also think David Montgomery here at pick 58 as a as an anchor is an awful. Okay. I could do that. I, I'll give you that one. Cause you know we're gonna get Tyler Lockett at some point. Yes. And th so these are the kind of situations to get here. Like, yes, I'm I'm fully willing to go zero RB all the time, but sometimes these draft rooms um, will give you a nice ADP discount where you're not going to be able to get Montgomery at pick 58 in a lot of rooms. And now all of a sudden we're building an anchor RB strategy, but we just happen to not have to spend a pick until round five. Mm -hmm. um, and we know Montgomery, there are outcomes where he could perform at, at, a, at a bell cow level. So now we're going to draft as if that's the assumption. And I also think too, like for me, this is something I talk about a lot where I've got a lot of Khalil Herbert, I think in part, cause Pete, I, I think your takes on that are pretty sound. There's certainly enough ways where something can happen to Montgomery. Herbert ends up a little more useful, especially uh, the back half of the season when you need these guys to have spike weeks the most. Um, so I think to me getting Montgomery here, like he's not a guy I'm getting a lot of, I think he, this actually might be my first Montgomery share, but because I got so much Herbert, like I'm perfectly okay getting Montgomery and the chance that it just happens the way that people expect it to happen. Yeah. Yeah, and it's this is the thing too that I think sometimes is a mind fuck for people with best ball. It's like I could be have a ton of Khalil Herbert in my other drafts, but in the context of of this draft, also want to, to get some exposure to David Montgomery because there are I'm not gonna even though I have that lean, I'm not gonna be a hundred percent right on that one. And you want to be able to capitalize in other situations. Um, your boy Elijah Moore, of course, staring here at us here. 
Uh, I also like, I think Devonta Smith is slightly undervalued at this price. Um, um yeah, I go, like? uh, Devonta, I don't get much of, so I would take Devonta here. Wait, yeah, where that's... did we miss Lockett already? No, he's so far down. Is he uh, okay? Well, is he or did someone? Wow, yeah, know, he, yeah, he is down. Yeah, yeah. In fact, he's you're the you're this weekend. You're the only one single handedly <laughs> keeping his ADP up. I honestly like he might be sub 100 if it weren't for me just jamming him into so many lineups. And I'm glad to have that effect on the Tyler Lockett community. The Lockett family always near and dear to my heart. Um, yeah. Well, so I'm going to wait until we get Tyler Lockett for my clip. I think that seems. I, I love how it's so. Will someone, someone please take Tyler Lockett? <laughs> no, no bounties on Tyler Lockett. Let him. Spags if you guys want to see the special clip that I requested at seven in the morning while dealing with a baby, just so I could troll Pete on the show, let Tyler Lockett live and let him land right in our sweet little laps. Here's the thing, Spags. The way that people work is, and you got to make this very clear to them that first of all, you don't tell them what you want to do because then they will snipe you to spite you. And second of all, you need to make sure that they don't think that by them taking the player means they get the clip. A lot, one of the initial things with the Visca thing is everyone would, someone would snipe Visca and then say, roll the clip. And it's like, fuck you. No, the, the clip is only for when I get him. So I just want to make sure you understand how this clip thing works. No, that's fair. And I, look, I think either way, uh, yes, you know, FF Child saying do not take Lockett. We have to see this clip. What if, you know, we've talked a lot about the streams being minus EV for us. What if we could make them plus EV by building in bits so we get picks at lower ADPs? Spags, I've, trust me, I've tried this. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is me with best ball. I'm just figuring out new wrinkles and thinking they're yeah. new, and it turns out people have tried them. Spags, the you want to know how I, I offered to free roll anyone in this tournament last week to draft Drew Lockett. Everyone hated him so much that they wouldn't even take a free roll. <laughs> that's sure even i think casey took him on the show and then afterwards it's like no i'm okay with my drew lock stack so he didn't he didn't take the money right i want to if you really want to become a best ball thought leader you got to start firing off super hot takes like josh says zeke at 71 is crazy and then you come back over the top and saying zeke before pollard is crazy that's that's the kind of stuff you have to do max engagement how about zeke top 100 is insane yeah Honestly, that should be my bit is I just make what somebody says something and I just make it more and just, just yeah, it more yeah. authoritatively. <laughs> um, how do you feel about our team so far? Um, I like it. Um, we, I'm, I feel, you know, I have been getting, I've been mainly doing two quarterback builds. Um, I think we're getting to that territory now where mm -hmm. at least maybe in one of the next two picks, we'll have to think about it. We don't have any super obvious stacks unless we do want to pull the the trigger on on Trey Lance. Um, that's the thing that's frustrating to me about like with like Drew Locke and Matt Ryan is those are those are three QB builds for me. Those are your QB threes. I've been really preferring the two QB builds. So looking at what our options are available, and we're gonna have to watch out for. I was inverted there with with Lance potentially, but it's just something we should keep on our radar. We don't have to use that right now, though. I think we should take Lockett now just to be safe. <sighs> is this for the? This is for a clip. This is for the clip. All right, just let the record show that this wouldn't be justifiable otherwise. Okay. All right, hold on. Wait, let's let's, let's see, see if I can play this clip real fast. Okay, hold on. Sharing my screen. Okay. A minute, Ted. <laughs> the edit's the edit, Pete. 
Of course, your computer's too slow to even play this at a non-glitchy Oh, it's clip. playing it beautifully on my end. I mean, honestly, you want to experience every frame of Drew Locke if you can. So you're getting us demonetized today for a Drew Locke montage? He loves my thoughts exactly. Hatter. What the fuck am I... I thought there was going to be some humor, some creativity to this. You literally just stitched together fucking Drew Locke highlights? To be clear, I asked our production coordinator, Ross, to put it similar to the Visca clip, and he did his best, and I think did a great job. I don't want to throw Ross under the bus. <laughs> the people are pissed. I think the people are loving it. Chat's going crazy. <laughs> Let the ladies and gentlemen, this is not how you do a highlight clip. Good. I can't believe that this was teased at the top of the stream. We are on the clock. One second. Shit. Shit. Oh, no. No. Ah. No. Uh, that's okay. I mean, we're not going to stop. We can get Jalen Tolbert late. Oh, my God. What a disaster. <laughs> we, I mean, Draco says taking a QB here is optimal, so we're fine. We're fine. Here's what Here's what I say, Spags. I'd like I, – you made us auto-draft a quarterback because we were watching 900 minutes of <laughs> slow-mo Drew Locke highlights. I think there are some mistakes made in process. I can admit that. God. I think it's too because the clip ran differently, Pete, because I ran it like through a screen share. I think if you did the clip through StreamYard, it would work better. I will say this. Like what you're getting from Dak Prescott versus Trey Lance is it's like what in our in our wildest dreams, Trey Lance gives us a Dak Prescott season mm -hmm. and we're having to take those guys back to back right now. It'd be nice if we got CeeDee Lamb. Like I would say that, but. Like again, you get Tolbert really late. Tolbert, you know, there's Sal Vetri puts out some interesting threads. I think he's he's definitely doing a little engagement farming and putting together these like 30 tweet threads that I think have had some interesting data in there. And one of the things like Jalen Tolbert was like had all time yards records, like relative to shares and target shares and stuff like that, where I could talk myself into just getting Dak and Tolbert and James Washington late and hope that one of those guys bubbles up. Yeah, I mean, that is the nice thing about the elite quarterbacks, is there's generally pretty cheap backdoor stacks that you can do um, because you know that they can support a lot of different pass catchers. It looks like, did we already lose Schultz already went? Yeah. He he's yeah. always, a f I've seen, I think in my draft this morning, someone double tapped. I think they were at the seven, eight turn and were able to get um, maybe it was the six, seven turn. They did Dak and um, Schultz, which I like that combo there. Um, also, I just, um, Pete, I'm texting you the Drew Lock clip just so you have it ready in case you ever need to go that way. No, it's, um, yeah, that I, I might, I can't find that in my inbox. I don't know how that happened. Pete's been asking me to do, you know, we, we're both, as we talked about on the show, we're trying to do more to make this show a full living ecosystem and all of that. And these are the kind of things, Pete, you want, you want photos of me, you want Drew Locke clips. I'm bringing them all to you. This is what I'm going to do. Send me that clip. I'm going to speed it up to like an 8x speed, and then we can watch the highlights in about four seconds. <laughs> Honestly, the clip that Ross took for that from was like an 11-minute clip of Drew Lock 2020 highlights. So there was a lot of highlights of Drew Lock that there, year. Let the record show there's a difference between highlights and literally every throw he's ever made, because I'm pretty sure that was all it was. He makes that was, some sick throws. That was from, you know what, Ross? Ross can get a 
get a job doing moment curation for NFL all day where you get all excited to watch the moment. It's just like a, a four yard crossing slant. Well, I think Ross is like 21, 22. And like, imagine him having to watch those fucking 1980s guys who were getting in the all day pack and have to parse through some tracking video VHS tapes to make clips for NFL all day. Not my ideal, I'd say. Yeah, there you go. There's a there's a Photoshop uh, job for someone. <laughs> But I think if you see, like, if you see that Drew Locke clip, like, imagine DK Metcalf doing what Tim Patrick did. Would we agree that DK Metcalf is better than Tim Patrick? I yes, bags. I will. Okay, agree so to that. like, it's like getting the the fucking Charizard. You're getting the like little Tim Patrick's a Charmander, and then you're getting DK Metcalf the Charizard. All right, I'm not even letting you have a choice on this pick. <laughs> I've been waiting for this one a mile away. We are taking. Did someone already take Gallup? They might have. Fuck, Scooby! I, <laughs> God damn it! We can take a running back. We're, now. No, we're taking Tony Pollard. Then we okay. we have to get some. <sighs> I can't believe Shuby. What are you doing here? Oh, this was payback because we took, because we took Devonta Smith from him. He decided oh. to take uh, Gallup. That's Shuby's all is fair. Right. All is fair. In love and war. More, more like shoe B. Get out of this draft room. Goodness. <laughs> you guys love it. You love to see us in max pain. <laughs> the views go up the more that you suffer during a draft, Pete. I think that's there's one correlation play that we can't dispute. I have like I have such a my best ball breakfast. I'm in the Zen state. I'm just getting to, you know, have a really leisurely start to my morning. And then I come here and I'm just like stressed out, <laughs> start to feel knots in my stomach. Now you're starting to know why there's just always weed flown through my system. You got to fight that off somehow. God. Uh, shout out to everybody watching live though. 83 people watching live. We appreciate it. Hit the like button. Come back Mondays and Fridays, 2.30 PM Eastern. We're doing shows. Um, Chase Edmonds here. Pretty juicy, but I don't. Uh, any of those you could talk me into. Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking at the board. I was trying to see, I do feel like wide receiver really starts to fall off here. I wouldn't mind a Tyler Boyd. Okay. We can do Tyler Boyd. I just want to get to six running backs. Again, I'm, I'm following Drico, but Drico is my gospel right now. I'm doing everything that he says, and I'm just going to hope that it leads to similar results. I like how I've done like virtually two monologues on this show about not getting so rigid with how you think about structure and all you're like, I want to get X about of this. I want to get X about of this in this specific route. Spags. Open I'm willing to mind, give man. one each way, but I would do want to get at least five running. I guess we took Montgomery a little bit earlier so we could justify five, but I'd like to get to six if I can. Yeah. Uh, the FF child, all my worker coworkers have to be wondering what I keep laughing at my desk. I wouldn't even know how to start explaining this. I can't believe you're watching this in the office. <laughs> <laughs> put get it on back, the big screen get back to work get back Honestly, to work take everybody in the conference room make them watch this this is how we start to book those child birthday parties that we've been looking for uh silas also promoting spike week doing a stream with buy him four at 6 30 p.m eastern so go check that out we love we, we love buy him for silas also a great guy in the community too so go check out some shows honestly if you like doing best ball i feel like this is the time pete where you can learn to love some content creators just watching them do best ball drafts in may yeah i agree spags so you got to really learn how to fill the space and make the most of it with Drew Lock clips. What's uh let's talk through our QB2 strat here. Um I mean QB3 is Drew Lock. We know that coming around well, 17. This is the thing like I don't I mean again like I said Drew Lock is a is a QB3. 
he's a he's a QB three build. So we're gonna have to make a decision here. I think we either go two really late, like we could do Jimmy G and Drew Locke if we wanted to do a QB three build with with Dak, or we get you know a Tua a Fields uh, Matt, Matt Ryan. Yeah. Matt Ryan's probably on the fringe, right? You could probably get away with Dak and Matt Ryan with a two QB build. I think I would do Matt Ryan and Locke personally. You can get Alec Pierce pretty late too. Alec Pierce has some nice, you know, grades out there for his measurables at the combine and all of that. Again, saw that in Sal Vetri's thread to remind me and make me feel good about Alec Pierce. Um, so I wouldn't mind going Matt Ryan here. I don't think I have any Matt Ryan shares yet. Jason says I've been out of the mix for a while. I pop in and Spags is all stiff for Drew Locke. Last year was uh, Mike Davis and Melvin. Is this a bit asking for me? No, but hopefully you can notice the trend there listeners and viewers how spags's flag plants go no i evolve i learn from them i hone my takes but like drew lock to me and if people if you're a real ride or die for my content you'll remember the first season osmo had nfl i was touting josh allen left and right his rookie year people were making fun of me and doing the, the thing we do every show now here on splash play but like saying i'm an idiot basically for josh allen what happens he ends up being basically one of the top two three qbs in the league i feel the same way about drew lock he just needs that opportunity pete all right, whatever you say. Um, I am glad we dra uh, drafted Tyler Boyd there because this is uh, a pretty juicy spot for running backs. Um, yes. Most of the best players on the board here are, are running backs. And so I think we can kind of pick our, our flavor here unless, the only unless would be if we did want to grab Justin Fields and then be done with quarterback. But considering all of the other stack options we have later, I think we should just grab a running back here that's not named Michael Carter. Um, yeah, I would support, I mean, Melvin Gordon, I don't mind because Javante goes early. Um, Ronald Jones, I've also taken some of the rookies, White and Pierce, I'm also okay with, so I'll defer to you. Yeah, I've been drafting a ton of White, you've been drafting a ton of Carter. Who do you want? Name it. Let's do Ramondre. I never do Ramondre. Okay. Uh, I honestly, I don't know if how I feel about his ADP. I know we talked about him earlier in the in the best ball season and felt good about him. And now there's more running backs in that room and, and Damian Harris might be on the last year of his deal and probably not likely to come back. And I don't know if I feel good about Ramondre or awful about him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's tough. I mean, I know Sean Siegel uh, over at Rotoviz is super, super high on Pierre strong as a prospect. And I think it's, I think it's safe to really be concerned about how messy this backfield is. I mean, you have three good running backs in Damian Harris, Ramondre and Pierre strong now, and you still have James white stealing pass work. So it's a nightmare scenario, but what have we seen from Ramondre? He has the ability to rip off big plays. Like at this point in his career, I feel like Damian Harris is, is more volume dependent to get there. Whereas Damian Harris, I know can, uh, can get into our lineup with big plays. I think we should, probably take another running back here we can do rojo rashad white um who do you want i take a lot of rojo a lot of pierce a lot of white madison i also don't mind so um, i'll defer to you um let's go ahead and have some fun with rojo okay and people were talking earlier about pat Corain, his and my share technical difficulties and nobody i'd rather be lumped in with for both rojo and technical difficulties than the great pat Corain. oh yeah that was a very a very good comment pat Corain. uh and we've we've been doing ship chasing for for years now and uh like clockwork you know you you hop onto that stream and pat will be fumbling with his green screen and his internet the tale is old as time yeah joey asking the question everyone always asks this when is there going to be puppy the cheaper ones it, underdog just launched this tournament they they have internal metrics for where they'll feel comfortable about the sizing i'm 
very, very confident we're going to get smaller tournaments at various points this summer, but they're not going to undercut themselves in their massive $10 million prize pool tournament this this close out of the gate. They're going to make sure we get some momentum going on this. So I, I have no inside information, but my guess is you're going to have to wait a little bit um, and or see BBM entries really pick up. Yeah, and Puppy, too, you know, that filled so easily last year, too, because people just want to get in the cheaper tournaments, still have some nice prizes on there. Um, I, I think get your best ball media entries and don't wait around for the Puppy if you just want to do some drafts. But, you know, nobody's telling you you have to draft uh, 15 times in a weekend like some people do. Well, Sam uh, is an actual employee at mm -hmm. Underdog Fantasy. He's also a man who sent me cacti. And Sam giving the eye emojis, um, he does have inside information. So do with that what you will. I, I honestly, I have to say, and this again is part of why I've been willing to draft a little bit more with having the structure of not taking running backs early. I do think, Pete, this is something you put in my head on Friday's show that I've been sort of, and honestly, the last few shows before that as well, like getting the rookies now, you can get basically every rookie running back round 10, round 15, and you can get all these guys and just hope their ADP rises up. And I feel like it does lend itself to a more zero RB construction right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, it's also it's a little skewed, right? Because all of my drafts that I do on Splash Play, Ship Chasing, or Best Ball Breakfast tend to skew very wide receiver heavy. So the, the, those pockets from what round ten to fourteen are are pretty nice for the running back options. I assume throughout the course of the summer and in different contests, we'll see that pendulum swing a little bit more. Like what happens? The reason running backs get pushed up is because we collectively get overconfident on projecting volume. What are the things we need to get overconfident projecting volume? A lot of it is how depth charts are shaking out. We'll start to hear quotes, you know, from teams like we were joking uh, already about Rashad Penny's ADP dropping because of Kenneth Walker taking some pass down work. Like we'll start to get more of those reports and those nuggets. And then we will in turn get overconfident on how those backfields will shake out. And you'll see like, okay, Kenneth Walker really pushes up and then we'll have some more opportunities to exploit that. I mean, Spags, I, I, I was giving you a hard time. I'm in on Michael, Michael Carter at pick at pick. Uh, what are we at? 154 here. Yeah, I think he, it's a good spot for him. I mean, I, Spiller too. I wouldn't mind it. I don't. I also wouldn't mind taking Matt Ryan, but I think we can get him on the turn. But Carter, like, there's a pathway for him to still end up as a bell cow back. It just takes Brees Hall having an unfortunate July situation, or you know, showing up late to camp or out of shape. Or I, I don't think those things are likely. But Michael Carter's getting that third down work regardless. I think. I think at the at the top. But what your point was is the one that makes him more attractive to me here is again, just the contingent upside, right? Like, mm -hmm. and we also have been extremely wrong on running back evaluation. I mean, I'm not saying Brees Hall is Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's a, a much, much, much better prospect than him, but we've seen these first round running backs or he wasn't a first round pick, but these first running backs off the board fail before. And, um, it's another one of those spots where I just like to take advantage of those ADP dips that you're not going to get in other leagues. Like you're, where you're probably not going to get Michael Carter at 154 and other ones. So it kind of fits with what we're doing structure wise anyway. So I don't mind the stab. Yeah. And look, I like Brees Hall a lot. Like I, I buying as much as I can in on the Jonathan Taylor comparisons and all of that. And I love this jets offense, but I just still think Carter should be going a hundred picks later. That seems a little bit crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. I think we should take Matt Ryan here. Um, 154 yeah yeah all right let's do it yeah it's a long wait to that those picks to come back around and so, we made some enemies in this draft are you right? gonna are you gonna make are we are we going with a qb3 build with lock because if we are we need to to figure out the rest of our construction here yeah i mean but lock's gonna be there 17 and 18 
So oh, I, I know he's going to be there. <laughs> I so, couldn't pay people to take him, Spags. I know he's going to be there. I'm just saying, you. I think you could justify a two QB build with, with Prescott and Ryan, but if we're sliding over a luxury pick to take Drew Locke for the bit equity, then that means we're clearly going with a two tight end build. I think we should probably be grabbing our, our tight end too. I guess it doesn't really matter since we took Kelsey. So then that's one pick on Drew Locke, one pick on our tight end two, which leaves us with two more picks. So we're probably going, I think we get, we're obviously going at least one more wide receiver. And then I think we could go either six RBs or eight wide receivers. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think two tight ends works for me. It would be nice. I don't think Noah Fant's going to make it back to us. I feel like Njoku and Fant always get sniped a little bit earlier than I would personally like, no matter what draft room I'm in. I I think you're just so in your own Seahawks world <laughs> that these ADPs are just... You you live in a warped reality. Me and all Pete the 12 Carroll men are out there. We're just thriving, rooting for, rooting for the Seahawks. They're going to be back. Legion of Boom, Pete, back once again. You are never going to see that clip in its current state ever again. If you ever see it again, I will have done some light editing to it. Pete, you have the full version in your text messages no, right now. No, no, I, I already said that. Don't you can't send it to me over text message. It compresses and all this shit. Oh, this Apple to okay. Android. Just share a Google Drive link with me like a normal person. Okay. I had to pull up my photo album that I gave to Pete earlier, so that's <laughs> It's like cringy, but I, I think I made good faces. Like I think those are good thumbnail faces. Um, let's see. How do we feel about this thumbnail face, guys? It's like for sleepers. Like, oh, we have sleepers. What is this one? Um, <laughs> is it eating an individual? In an invisible yes. Family? Yeah. What is? <laughs> do your worst with this one, Internet. God, this one's ripe for the Photoshop picking. I tried to give you a range of things to use because you, I haven't given you enough thumbnail resources and I want to be a, a supportive podcast partner. Thank you. Thank you. Whoa. What just happened to our draft screen? Went white mode fast. No, no, no. Look at, look at the queue. The queue is our roster. Oh. oh, there it went back. We found a glitch in the matrix. Oh yeah. That was just our team. Yeah. That was weird. <laughs> yeah. I hope everyone's hard at work photoshopping that photo. <laughs> But and, Paul and, and, a sandwich. What? What? What do you mean? I mean, I don't know who we're. Are you really gonna ask, food. Bags? Are you really gonna ask what you're eating? <laughs> it's a sandwich. Like, oh, oh, oh a sandwich. Uh, oh, oh, please do the Spags. Do you? Are we gonna draft Noah Fant? I think we must. Yeah. How did this happen? You know what? <laughs> this draft room is sick because all the exposures I was making fun of Michael Carter, Noah Fant. Now the room is giving us to them. At like a 25 plus ADP discount. Also, Bowling Sings, quote unquote, step bro shows step sis how to eat a sandwich. <laughs> we would be getting a lot of views, Pete. I, I mean, Brian and I, one of our most viewed videos is because I put naked yoga in the title. Maybe, maybe I label this one step bro shows step sis how to eat, and I just throw that photo out there. <laughs> it's a good photo. I, you know, look, I committed to the bit, I committed to the thumbnails. It's all I can do. Uh, it, Nick, it's, it's not necessary to do anything with Drew Locke, but I'm just, thank God this is on Spags' account. Have I, I feel so vindicated for telling Spags I wasn't going to be drafting this shit on my account. You, I feel vindicated to have a thousand dollars wagered on Drew Locke this offseason. <laughs> Disgusting.
I look when you have beliefs, Pete, it's important to dig your heels in and never back down off of them, no matter how many smart people tell you you're wrong. All right, we're up next. Um, hmm. I wouldn't mind. I, I could take a flyer on Mechie. Um, I know your boy Tyrion Davis Price is there. I don't mind that either. All right, let's do let's do Davis. Not Mike Davis. <laughs> Jed, I'm, are we going to really get timed out of this? There we yep. go. No. Nimble, Pete so. Nimble fingers to the rescue. Fastest fingers in the biz. All right. So I think, so are we, I'm, I'm going to put lock in the queue with just the hope that someone takes him <laughs> as just like a permanent reminder. He's there for the taking. <laughs> no, he's not. You don't want him. You don't want, he's bad. Everybody out there. He's a bad play. He's a bad man. You don't want him in your life. Did we miss out? Who did we take over uh, Tolbert? Because that was who we should have gotten for our Dallas double stack that we didn't get. I honestly didn't even see Tolbert go. Who took Could have been Tolbert? Could the Drew Lock clip. T-Bear took him. Okay. I don't know what we uh, could have done differently there. Well, you wanted us to take Matt Ryan. We definitely could have punted that down. We should have taken Tolbert over Matt Ryan. It's a possibility. Hmm. Jake yeah, Lock I mean, no, Josh, to the contrary, this will not suck when Drew Locke doesn't start a game. In fact, it'll be the greatest, the greatest victory lap dancing on Spags's grave that you will have ever seen. When we'll Drew Locke sure. starts 17 out of 17 games and throws for 4,000 yards and runs for 750 along with 15 rushing touchdowns. Oh, you are all going to rue the day. I can't believe we, we really are. I mean, Josh brings up a good point. No one wants Locke because we've literally <laughs> taken every stacking partner. If you don't get the Drew Locke triple stack, are you really doing your job as a best baller? That's the question I have. This is so disgusting. <laughs> You're having the time of your life. <laughs> I got to run a clip. I got to, I don't have to produce the show. We got to make fun of me. We got some thumbnails. It's a bit, great day, Pete. And as a, Pete knows a lot of things going on right now in my world. And it's, it's just great times here on Splash Play as always. I should empty, I should empty your account on a pick'em right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do pick'ems, Pete. I'm only best ball. Wow. All right. We need to think of a wide receiver that we're going to take. Uh, I'll give you Romeo Dubs as a give back. As a give back? This yeah. is like the worst negotiation ever. That's your olive branch back to me is Romeo Dubs. <laughs> you could take Paris Campbell for that Matt Ryan. I, honestly, that's what I was going to suggest. Okay, that's what, fine. What's the what's the latest on Paris Campbell's health? He's probably okay. I didn't even realize Zach Pascal was on the Eagles. Like that feels relevant to everything yeah. going on. Yeah. Um. Every I I Google Paris Campbell news and everything is about Alec Pierce. <laughs> yeah, as it should be. Alec Pierce is a top five combine guy. We all know that. Get out of here. Sir Shibe, uh, Shibe saying Drew Locke MVP. Uh, that's one more believer out there. How much did you, did you pay him? $25 to type that in the chat? Instead of a bunch of Dogecoin. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's take, let's take dusty ass Paris Campbell. Sorry. Okay. That was, that was mean to Paris Campbell. You're fine. Yeah. He's more just perennially hurt than he is dusty. This construction, this three, six, seven, two. I mean, I wish there was a wide receiver that 
would actually make sense to take. So, but I mean, once we have we have the Drew Lock triple, it's just like there's no. <laughs> what other free agents could? I'm trying I mean, to think who could, could Baker. I'd almost rather take Baker Mayfield and hope no. that he ends up. This is what happens, Fags. You start to galaxy brain your Seattle triple stacks early with some Baker Mayfield exposure. I should definitely take one or two shares of Geno Smith. I don't think Baker's getting traded there. I think if he were to get traded there, he would have been traded there already. I, I love how you're hedging your Drew Locke with Geno Smith. I mean, just I'm not really thing. hedging it. I just think I should put $50 towards Geno Smith if I'm going to put literally $1,000 towards Drew Locke. Someone, Paselli, Alex, I'm begging you. Please draft Drew Lock. You don't need do it. it. Don't do it, Paselli. Not not on my watch, but Paselli, come on, don't draft Drew Lock. Hey, Hang club. on, sad trombone. Wah, wah. And that's a Drew Lock. God, <laughs> this is disgusting. So now your exposures are going to be back up over thirty percent on Drew Lock. I don't, honestly, I've put in enough entries where it still might be under 30% because that's that's how my life's been going. You you have a sickness. Great mother's I can't, day, though. I can't even judge. I, I, I drafted Sky Moore and LaVisca this morning. It is what happened. No, we're not. We're not. No. No. Never. The people want the clip rolled, and I get it. I will, then, Moa. It's in our Splash Play share, Pete. If you wanted to run the clip, you could run the clip. <sighs> I'm not, I'm not Like I said, I will have that clip, but next time you see it, it'll look much different. We have one minute left, Pete. You could just run the clip and then we're done. <laughs> no. And we're free. You'll We've all outside. had enough. This is, you blew your load on the Drew Locke clip before we even fucking drafted Drew Locke. You made me draft. Okay, let's, let's walk through Spags thinking about this clip. First, he thought about playing it at the top of the show. He almost played it at the top of the show. And then he said, oh, well, I'll save it. So that was one, one. Then he wanted me to take DK Metcalf because he was thinking about rolling it after DK Metcalf. Then he wanted me to take Tyler Lockett. He was thinking, oh, then we did roll it after Tyler Lockett. You couldn't have just waited. You knew we were going to get Drew Locke. We could have had a nice payoff of ending the stream with six minutes of Drew Locke checkdowns. Honestly, we probably could have spiked viewers by just holding it off, holding it off. But I didn't know. I wasn't confident you were going to let me. Oh, Corbin. Oh, boy. What you have missed, chap. <laughs> this poor, poor Corbin comes in here. Doesn't get made fun of. Doesn't get to see a Drew Locke highlight reel. What does he have going right now, Pete? Pete typing something mean. Oh, sorry. I was updating. I was updating the name of this team, which That's is fair. I think it's funny too, like, that you can see all of my non-named entries in there, and then it's just our <laughs> us doing a casual amount on shows. I can't run off to Mexico because of Pete. Yes. Uh, I think we drafted a good team, though. I don't. <laughs> you got Matt Ryan. Got Dak Prescott. A little bit of something for everybody on that team. Yeah, nothing makes you feel like you stuck the landing like drafting Matt Ryan and Drew Locke. Well, make sure if you want to play an underdog along with us, uh, we don't know for sure about the puppy, but we got underdog employees like Sam talking about it's <laughs> coming up soon. Either way, probably benefits you to go deposit over an underdog and use that promo code SPLASH to match your deposit up to $100 on underdog. It's $100 free to play with if you deposit $100 of your own. So go take advantage of it. Play in the best ball mania. You might find me in a lobby really any hour of the day, especially morning time. So uh, we might find Pete in there. Who knows? Go play over an underdog. Use the promo code SPLASH. Uh, Pete, what's your show schedule coming up? 
Um, my show schedule coming up uh, tomorrow, Club Top Shot. Wednesday, Lulz and Ship Chasing, the, uh, the usual uh, ordeal. All right, and I will be back on Friday on this stream. I'm actually going to do some schedule previews on there. We were going to find a fun angle for it, but Pete and I have to think about it a little bit more. But the NFL schedule coming out this week, so maybe we'll draft our favorite games, something like that. But we'll also be doing a basketball draft on Friday, so come back then. Follow me at Chris Spags. Follow at Peter Overzet. Follow at Splash Play Pod. We'll see you guys on Friday at 2.30. Bye. Oh, wow, Spags. I, I just want the record to know. I tried to play the Drew Lock clip uh, and it didn't work. So you guys don't get it. Peace.